Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. Coming up next segment, we've got hot leads, and we can add a blockbuster baseball trade to that. We will tell you what that is coming up in about 20 minutes. Right now, uh, the NFL's network's uh, Cynthia Freeland, uh, she posted an article, and she does this every year. It's a rundown PC of every team and the most underwhelming and overwhelming units for every NFL franchise. And I skipped right ahead. I had to go about four down, got to the Houston Texans. And the first line or two in her breakdown of the Houston Texans was, I never do this. And so I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> what could this be? I never, I never do this. I never, ever do this. So let me make an ass. I, I'm not saying that she did. <laughs> well, I mean... I'm not saying she didn't. I'm just saying I'm not saying she did. I'm, I'm not That's passing I'm judgment on someone that I don't know. Well, yes. you should know her. She's a looker, man. She uh she does a good job. Um Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to you got to take a look if you're not familiar. Um but nevertheless, she started her breakdown of the Houston Texans As with a crazy ass who she mop. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I never do this, but I'm not going to include one particular unit for this team. It's the entire team she put in as overperforming. And I don't know why, before I even continued to read the analysis of the Houston Texans from her perspective, I took it as an insult. Because... Strike you as lazy. I'm not going to break down each unit for this team. I'm just going to go, everybody! I guess you could say it's it's maybe lazy. If you read it, you'd probably um, come to that confirmation that, yeah, it's pretty lazy because she focused on three guys. It was C.J. Stroud, it was Will Anderson, and it was Nico Collins. Um, Well, there's only 53 guys on the team, so if you single out three, mm -hmm. that only leaves 50 left. I mean, that's really a very small number when you're just trying to throw out generalization, Sean. If you're going to say, well, listen, I'm going to give you three and these other 50, we'll just loop them in together because they're the minority of the team. They're only the 50. These are the three. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those are the three. These and are the three. Three very important players, obviously. But I took it as immediate insult because you're gonna. she's basically saying to me by doing this that the entire team overperformed. They don't look as good as or they're not as good as they looked this season, really. That's how I took it. And she didn't really say otherwise, but she didn't confirm or deny either way outside of the last line reading, quote, the future is exceedingly bright in Houston. So that kind of goes a little bit more towards your lazy analysis, if you will. 
But it got me thinking about people's perception of what the Texans accomplished this year and how many people that you know we watch with a closer eye on the weekends, these NFL talking heads, you know, that we respect their opinion to some degree, or we at least let what they say move us one way or the other. And I'm not saying Cynthia Freeland is one of those people. I mean, she's a host on a panel, you know, most of the time, and she wrote this article. But my guess is that she's forming this opinion from other things that she's heard from well-respected analysts that she routinely works with. She does at least a little bit of her homework, listens to a little bit of, uh, you know, knowledge being dropped with a close ear. What do you think people really believe about this Houston Texans team and what they accomplished this year? It kind of gave me a little reason for pause when I read that. You know, Sean, once upon a time, in the media, having a big platform meant having a responsibility. Mm -hmm. It meant having a responsibility to have done your homework to be educated and informed on the things that you are going to put on this big platform. Apparently, those days are over. <laughs> because, you say, oh, well, I'm going to give you three guys, but yeah, everybody. Like, was your latte getting cold? <laughs> Did somebody say, bacon's ready? I mean, look, if somebody said bacon's ready, I might have, you know, put the thing on pause and gone in. It's just that instead of hitting send, I would have put pause and then gone it's back bacon. to it later. It's bacon. Because we're going to get the bacon. Yeah. We're getting the bacon. Latte, well, I don't drink coffee. But how do you go, well, everybody overachieved. Essentially, they just got lucky. Exactly. But the future's bright. So what, they're going to get lucky again? Is is that is that your hardcore analysis? I mean, you could say the future's bright, but what does that really mean? Like, this is, yeah, I think I would couch it as lazy, especially now. I, I don't know. I, I looked at it. Great work, flagship ESPN. Supposed to be the, the worldwide leader NFL in sports. Network. NFL Network. Oh, NFL Network. Even better. NFL Even better. Network. NFL Network, you failures. <laughs> I can't. I, how does it? NFL Network, you guys, it's it's you're owned you're owned by the league. Yeah, and you're you're I mean, doing are you really surprised though. You're doing this crappy a job of covering the league that owns you. Yeah, that's that's high quality. Yeah, that it, is high quality. How do I get that job? I want to be able to just throw any old crap on the internet and be like. I work for NFL Network, so believe me when I say I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, but I do. Yeah. Send this bothers this bothers me more and more now. Um, and look, it's it's probably just her. I don't. I think a lot of people understand what they what they really watched. If you watched, and I think it took probably until after that Bengals game before people really started paying attention outside of the area to the Houston Texans. Uh, once they saw that, I mean, that was their. That was that was the biggest quality win, would you say, this season before the postseason came? I mean, obviously doing what you did to the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> dismantling them. I mean, you beat Joe Burrow on the road, a game you were supposed to lose. Everybody had that game marked with an L on it. That's when people started paying attention. And even then, you know, there was a lot of other drama, a lot of other stories going on in the NFL. People, I think, are really going to focus in on them next year 
Um, and and next year, I think a lot of people are going to predict a slide because it's easy to. I'm a little bit worried about it, though. Schedule's tougher. They're going to lose more. You know, I, I actually did extensive research into this in the preseason, and it was really more geared toward, it was all geared towards the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were the latest team to go worst to first. They were the 20, 20th team in the last 22 years to do it at the time, go worst to first. Now the Texans were the 21st in the last 23 years to do it. I was looking at, like, the sustainability factor. What do those teams that go worst to first typically do in that third year? Is it sustainable? It's pretty crazy. More than 50% of the time, those teams don't even make the playoffs. And so in a division like the AFC South, I think we could very easily see that being a situation again for the Texans. I mean, they kind of backed their way in this year to to the division, right? Into the postseason. Um, I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, what are the other teams in the division doing? Right. So coming into this year, I expected the Titans were going to slide. I expected that the Colts were going to slide. Now, to the Colts' credit, they actually they battled, right? They they battled, they fought. They, they weren't they weren't great. They they were right there to the end. I mean, the Colts surprised a lot but, of people when when uh, Richardson went down and Gardner Minshew's playing the way that Gardner he did. Minshew played all right. Yeah, they battled. They got a really good offensive line. They they play tough defense. They battled like hell. The Jaguars had a little slide. You remember that team was eight and three. Mm-hmm. They finished, but nine and eight. Mm-hmm. They were eight and three. That's why basically everybody other than the head coach got fired. Next year, do we think the Titans are going to be markedly better? They're going to essentially. Will Levis is going to start from day one. Uh, they're going to have some kind of new backfield. Derek Henry's not going to be there, right? You know they're. Their defense is... You've got to improve the offensive line. It was horrible. Their defense is great in the red zone. They're terrible everywhere else. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of things that have to be upgraded. But the Tennessee Titans, I don't think they're a playoff team next year. The Colts are essentially going to play a rookie quarterback because, uh, you know, their guy's not... He played a game and a half. Yeah. He's essentially a rookie. What, what are his growing pains going to be over a full season? Yeah. Uh, the Jaguars, they're going to lose a lot of guys this year. How many could they bring back? How do they replace them? They, a, lot of, a lot of players are come off the books. they got to replace. They've got a whole new coaching staff with, outside the head coach coming in. There are legitimate questions, not just about uh, Trevor Lawrence and his, you know, his health, because clearly he was banged up a lot late in the season. Took a big-time hit the last, what, six weeks. But, I mean, f- incurred four different injuries, I think it was. Yeah. Who is he? I don't think, even though, look, he was supposed to be number one overall pick, next freaking coming. He's not that guy. Yeah, not yet anyway. That doesn't mean he can't be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But the idea he was going to be this, you know, generational Peyton Manning type. No, he's not it. Not not it, not going to be. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sunshine ain't the boy. The closest guy, the closest guy to that in the division is C.J. Stroud. I'd still think, look, the Texans will probably be favored to win the division next year, right? Close number two is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I wouldn't put it past them to be right there um, playing good football 
like they did. You mentioned, you know, the first 11, 12 weeks of the season that they did this year. I wouldn't be surprised if that was them again next year because I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really, really good. I just thought that to go off of a six, seven-game sample size last year when they really kind of started to get it going towards the end of the season, I say last year, like the 22 season, when they started to really get it going, that's too small of a sample size. Um, and you, ne- I needed to see it for a full season. People were all in. Ron, he's a big Jags guy. <laughs> what? Your, your old buddy, old pal. Like, How is Ron a Jags guy? Like, in terms of thinking that they were going to do really well. Like, oh, he so was he's a Texans hater. Yeah. If you, I don't know. I mean, I he's want to say hater. that. He was a Stroud hater. God, you're so strong hater? either way. Jeez. <laughs> I told you we need to oh, take sorry, this thing sorry. down. Was he a was he a naysayer? Was he a Stroud? He's naysayer? a naysayer. <laughs> He's a naysayer. Yeah. Non-believer. Uh huh. But he thought the Jags were going to do it. I mean, a lot of people did, and it's it's in large part, you know, attributed to the Texans. Yeah, like maybe guys overperformed, like they had career years, and that's just not who they're going to be going forward. I could see that, but to put the entire team in there and say that they overperformed, like they just got lucky, like they're not really as good as they appeared to be. They got exposed in the Baltimore game. Like I read all of that in just two paragraphs that Cynthia Freeland wrote today. And it was that lazy of analysis, that insulting to me. Um, But it got me thinking enough that, yeah, like what did we really see? What should we really be expecting going into next season and what would some solid reasons be for a potential slide by the Texans? Like, what would have to go wrong? What would they not do this offseason at these impactful positions, these important key positions that they need to improve upon? What would they neglect to cause such a slide? Well, let's think about that, Sean, right? Let's look at the offensive line. Do we feel like the offensive line overperformed? No. Not in a million friggin' years! Uh, certainly didn't overperform when they were on tackle five and center six and left guard five. I mean, it showed its ass routinely. I mean, look how they ended the regular season. You know, no matter who was a quarterback, if, if it was Case Keenum, if it was C.J. Stroud, I mean, there was they were they had no time. They had no time. Four sacks, five sacks, five sacks, four sacks. The hurries, the pressures, like there was no time. You could not run the ball, and the fact that you some way somehow did as good the final eight, nine weeks of the regular season as you did with uh, Devin Singletary. They finished. It was miraculous. They finished where running? 22nd. 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 I got to tell you, Sean, I know I'm going out on a limb here. I don't think 22nd counts as overachieving. (laughs) I know I'm going out on a limb. This is a really hot take. And I don't usually do hot takes, but I feel like 22nd is not overachieving. I feel like Robert Woods did not overachieve. Uh, John Metchie did not overachieve. Noah Brown overachieved in two out of 17 games, otherwise underachieved. Uh, John Metchie underachieved. Understandable why. Underachieved. God, didn't you already mention him? Why are you doing him like that? Uh, you call him out twice? Is it fair to say that Jalen Petrie, who maybe was the defensive MVP of this team in 2022, underachieved this year. Certainly did. 
that I, I mean, that, Jimmy Ward, Jimmy Ward underachieved. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't missed, even on the field. Right, he missed what six, seven games, eight games, maybe more than that. I can't remember, but it took him. We we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I mean, your your core four in the secondary, Nelson Stingley, Petrie, Nelson. I think they played exactly that many games together. Four. Um, that's a lot. You know, I feel like we've said underachieve a lot in the last two minutes. That makes it hard to say the entire team overachieved, hence got lucky and will be due for a big slide. I feel like anybody who watched this team for like 30 minutes probably could identify the same things we just shot off in the last two minutes. So why can't, you know, employee of NFL network have, I don't know, small clue. Maybe she could have called up Lance Zerline since he works for NFL network and he's right here in the city. Maybe she had called him and said, Hey, Overachievers, underachievers for the Texans got got. Could you give me a little little insight, a little help here? Yeah, but at least and at least break it down into a particular unit. <laughs> I mean, he, here's a good idea. I'm just gonna put the whole team in there. The Texans actually have their own broadcast department, Texans Radio. There's like these guys like Mark Vandermeer and John Harris, Andrew Doherty. You could have reached out to one of them and said, "Hey, I'm working on a piece." Who do you think was, you know, overachieved? Who do you think underachieved on your team this year? Because I watched zero minutes of your team. Like, they would have given you an, an, an answer. If it was John Harris, it might have been a really long email because John is very detailed in everything. That dude is like football 24-7. Yeah, he is. Um, so, and, and that's not a knock, by the way. That is that is a credit. John John Harris is just lives, eats, and breathes football. Uh, and, and we and love if, him for it. If you wanted to know something, John Harris can, like, literally break it down to the bone. So, you could have just put a little bit of effort into it. And I feel like we got the... Man, I don't feel like doing this thing on the Texans. Yeah, they were all good. Bye. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about the top three players. The most notable guys. But even then, Jonathan Grenard was not mentioned, I don't think, once in this piece. She had to hurry up, man. There was a an, there was a rerun of the Maury Povich show, and she was about to find out... Hey, Who no. is not the father? You know what happened? She had AI do it. Dude. She had AI do it. That's what accurate, happened. right? Yeah. <laughs> I would not put it past You know, there's a, there was a lawyer. There's a story uh, a couple months ago. A lawyer is getting disbarred because he used AI to draft like a court document. And the AI made up phony cases that didn't actually exist to no. cite as precedent. No. And he never proofread it or checked it. He just submitted it. Jeez, who was he representing? Like <laughs> He's getting disbarred. I feel bad for that guy. <laughs> All right. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani at Sports Radio 610. We are Area 45. Uh, not even through our first week, man. I can't believe it, but almost there. Coming up next, hot leads. We got a blockbuster deal in Major League Baseball. We will bring you and much, much more. A few NFL notes as well. That's next at Sports Radio 610. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. These are the new leads. Now look, I need the leads. These are the Glen Gary leads. Two lead cards for tonight, two lead cards for tomorrow. Why give him the good leads? He's got the leads. He's got the leads. He's got the good leads. The whole thing is the leads. They stole the Glengarry leads. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Bajani, that is me. He is Creighton. It is Area 45 on Sports Radio 610. Time for hot leads. Uh, And hey, let's get right to it because there's a blockbuster trade uh, just went down within the last hour in Major League Baseball involving a team that just completed a swap of ownership yesterday for, uh, what was it, PC, $1.7 billion? $1.7 Bs. Baltimore Orioles sold for $1.7 billion yesterday. Today, they pull off a big-time trade to land uh, former Cy Young pitcher Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, a package deal that includes infielder Joey Ortiz, who's one of the top prospects in the organization and I believe number 63 overall in all of baseball, infielder. Uh, also including a left-hander D.L. Hall, who's got a little bit of Major League time and the number 34 pick in the 2024 draft. Burns. An expiring contract, PC, $15.5 million bucks, uh, the final year uh, before he hits free agency next offseason. Coming off another really good season, just uh, had an ERA in the low threes, 339, uh, 200Ks in nearly that many innings, 192 innings this past season. Um, top eight in the NL Cy Young voting in each of the last four seasons. The Baltimore Orioles surprised a lot of people last ball, last baseball season, PC. They go out and get a real dude uh, in Corbin Burns. That's going to help them a ton. You know, the Angelos family has been really tight with the purse strings for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. When this sale went down, the big talk in the Baltimore area was, now that the Orioles have new ownership, Will they finally spend money? They swing a deal for one of the best pitchers in baseball. They sign this guy. The Orioles are for real. And that's important because in that division in the AL East, the Yankees spend money. The Red Sox, well, they normally spend money. Uh, And the Blue Jays spend money. The only team that doesn't spend money is the Rays. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to compete and you can't run your organization like the Rays, which, look, clearly nobody can, you go out, 
the Orioles have built a really strong farm system. A lot of these guys have started to come up. They surprised everybody. They won the AL East last year. And now they go get a legit horse at the front of that rotation. And that was their biggest Achilles heel last year. They, they didn't pitch well. Right. They didn't have they were not strong in the starting rotation. They now have a former Cy Young Award winner, a guy who has finished in the top eight in Cy Young Award voting each of the last four years. Yeah. They got a boss. This is a great, great trade for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, it's I'm excited because of what it means for the Yankees and the Red Sox and the other teams in the uh in the East right there, right? I mean, we freaking hate them. I've been wanting to see the Orioles do something like this forever. I mean, the last time they'd really been relevant, like... Jeffrey Meyer stole a game from them. (laughs) I don't even know if I was around the last time they were in a World Series. Was it like 80-81 when Ripken was like... 82. Maybe 82. I was born in 82. Now, yeah, hey, speaking of new ownership... 82 or 83? Now you you got to make me... Now you're going to make me look it up. I, I think it was... It might have been 83 that they won. I think they they won in 83. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Look it up. Um, speaking of Cal Ripken and being in his heyday, I mean, this is a new chapter in his life because he's a part of that ownership 83. group. 83. Part of that ownership group that uh, just purchased the Orioles yesterday uh, for $1.7 billion. He, along with former Detroit Piston NBAer Grant Hill, Former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg. You want to take a wild guess who their shortstop was on that 83 team? On the 83 team? Well, it was Ripken. It's Cal Ripken. Yeah, it was Ripken, yeah. And uh, let's see. Was was there a senior there, too? He was coach. Yeah, he was a coach. That's right. Yeah, man. You look. Go look up and down that roster, and that will get you all kinds of nostalgic, nostalgic in, in baseball history. That was so, a hell of a roster. I collected baseball cards as a kid. Who didn't? I had a giant binder of all these cards in the plastic, perfect condition. Yeah. That uh, my senior year of college, I had valued on spring break Mm -hmm. at over $40,000. What? 11 Donruss Cal Ripken rookies were in that collection. Holy crap. You're when, talking about this in the past tense. When <laughs> my goal is, wow, $40,000. I took the book. I put it all the way in the back of my closet behind all my hockey trophies so that nobody would touch it. It would be left alone. When I came back from school, uh-huh. I was going to go cash it in, buy a car, get an apartment, and live my life. Come back home from school after graduation. Closet is empty. No trophies, no equipment, no cards. Mom, what happened to everything in my closet? Oh, well, we were cleaning out. We thought you didn't want that stuff anymore, so we got rid of it. Stop it. Mom, where are my baseball cards? You're too old for that. No. Mom, you just threw away $40,000 in baseball cards. Stop it. I went up and pulled the valuation sheet out of the drawer in my desk. Mom! I showed it to her. Hurt, like, you ever see somebody, like, all the color just run out of their face? Because they realized they just made, like, the worst decision ever. I mean, you were probably already like that when your mom told you that she threw all your crap away. I, I was in sheer, like, panic. Like, I was shaking. Oh, my God. Yeah. She, they tossed it. Tossed it all. 
And what was your mom's reaction like after you showed her the... Oh, my God. I didn't know. What did she do with it? Like, gave it to Goodwill? No, they like, just threw it out. They threw it... Uh, they threw literally it threw it away. Threw it out. All my hockey stuff got thrown out. All my trophies got thrown out. Everything just got thrown out. Oh, my God, dude. They're, you're one of those. You're a statistic. <laughs> How many people have you heard stories I from like I was literally that? murdered. Oh, my God. I can't relate to that stuff. I mean... That was that was my religion whenever I was a kid. I, I didn't even, have anything near that. It's like valuable, I hit it, but <laughs> and you still went and got it. I still have all the. Do you remember like the 1993 Donruss baseball cards? They're just like the little cheapies, you know. They're horrible. I probably have every one that was ever produced. It's they're they're all worth like a penny a card. I mean, it's <laughs> about crack cards. Then, That's what I have. The uh, the Mark McGuire card that everybody wanted was the Team USA card. Oh, like yeah. thirty of them. Why you just you just bought like lots of these like I would just whenever get packs and and we just you know there was a guy who owned a deli down the block from where I grew up mm-hmm. and he had all these old tops and Donruss boxes that were years and years and years old yeah that apparently had just never been sold so he's like hey you want them and I was like yeah <laughs> and I just I, I got a shopping cart. From, I went and got a shopping cart from A&P, and I just stacked them with cards. He just gave me boxes and boxes. There had to be thousands of cards in here. I mean, you think about, like, if you would just buy the, the year set that comes in the long box, I filled the wagon, like, seven stacks over the top of the wagon <laughs> with just packs of cards. It That's took awesome. me weeks to get through all of these things. Man, it, it, today... If that would have happened today, yeah. I'd have a YouTube channel of me just ripping open cards. Exactly. <laughs> well, somebody's got a YouTube channel of them ripping open your cards or at least yeah. sifting through the binders of all of your cards. I guarantee you if you went to like, uh, what, what's the, uh, the the thing that we have here twice a year? Uh, the sports collector show? TriStar. Yeah, the if TriStar, you go to TriStar show. One of those guys has all of your baseball Dude, cards. Dude, I can't even go to that I guarantee show. It presses the hell out of me. <laughs> Just the thought. <laughs> I guarantee you one of those damn vendors has all of your baseball cards. You could do some homework, and I guarantee you they would find them. Be like, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the people that go, like, Saturday mornings before the garbage pickup to, like, pick up, go, go through everybody's crap that they're throwing out. Somebody got your stuff. There's no way it made it to the landfill. I'm, I'm somebody trying. Somebody got your stuff. Yeah, at the landfill, somebody probably saw it and went, oh, what's in here? Because well, the trophies are sticking out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people, like trophies that aren't theirs for some reason that's like a thing go figure <laughs> hey you know what just pull the plate off of this that's got this kid's name on it and we'll just you know we won't have a, a, a plate on it we'll exactly. have a name plate on it uh i'll keep it with uh with baseball on hot leads i saw this earlier today i'm not sure if you guys did uh sad news former florida state university baseball coach mike martin uh passed away at the age of 79 winningest coach in ncaa history spent 40 years at fsu uh, notable players that he'd coached, Deion Sanders, J.D. Drew, Doug Mankiewicz, Buster Posey, Cal Raleigh. Uh, those are the biggest ones that I kind of sifted through uh, over the course of his career at Florida State. I pulled this because it was one of my favorite things and truthfully the only thing that I ever remembered Mike Martin for outside of having obviously really good baseball teams at FSU. But I thought this was funny. Take a listen. Wish I could say... <laughs> that it's just another game. It's not just another game. Florida beat us. 
I'm not a happy camper. I'm doing a great job of faking this whole interview. I want to get up and throw things. I want to get up and tear things up, but I can't. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> when I when I haven't seen that in, in a while, and so I'm rewatching that today. And my favorite baseball rant, my favorite coaching rant of all time in any sport, Augie Garrido. Uh, former UT baseball coach. That's all I could think of because this is like the polar opposite of that guy. Like Augie Garrido would have done everything that Mike Martin said he wanted to do. <laughs> you ever seen that famous Augie Garrido postgame speech in the locker room? I have not. Oh my, I can't, I'm going to show it to you during the break. It's fantastic. Just Google uh, for those of you listening, if you're interested or if you saw it last week, it's worth even seeing it again. It's fantastic. Uh, Augie Garrido rant. It's up there all over the place. Of the, the notable players that you mentioned, mm-hmm. four or five of them have nicknames. Uh-huh. So, Dion obviously, was primetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buster Posey, Humbus. Doug Minkiewicz, Eye Chart. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. And, of course, Cal Rowley, Big Dumper. Yeah, Big Dumper. Big Dumper. Uh, the worst of all of those nicknames. You think it's worse to have that as a guy or a girl? Uh, definitely be worse to have it as a girl. You know, I feel like there's a whole subsection of dudes who'd like be so into that. Clint Sterner. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> the guy doesn't go a day without talking about poop. Man, I want a girl got a big dumper. <laughs> <laughs> Start calling Clint Big Dumper. That's our new nickname. There you go. That's going to be our new big nickname dumper. for Clint. <laughs> Give her dumper. some Coors Light. Oh, Big Dumper. Let me tell you something about that there, boy. <laughs> I like that. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> You're getting better at it. You're getting better. Keep it up, PC. You're going to have it. You're going to have it down before you know it, man. He's going to punch me in the damn head before I know it. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> it's going to be glorious. All right. That's Patrick Creighton. I'm Sean Bajani. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 610. Coming up next, uh, should the NFL move the Super Bowl? I think it's more like when instead of if. We'll explain next at Sports Radio 610. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live. 
Live from the Twin Peak Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. Super Bowl right around the corner. Sports Radio 610 is going to be there. Payne and Pendergast in the loop and the drive all taking the trip to Las Vegas. We're going to be here holding it down for the boys. Area 45 staying right here in H-Town. Glad to do it. Um, But make sure you are listening wall-to-wall coverage of the greatest coverage you could possibly get leading up to the Super Bowl. in just a couple of Sundays, we'll have it all here for you on Sports Radio 610. The best part, by the way, you can watch us now on Twitch. Just search 610 Houston and YouTube, Sports Radio 610. So make sure you're watching the guys out in Vegas. Would you rather be here or on Radio Row in Vegas? Um, To be honest with you, like just to do my job, just to do the show, I'd rather be here. I like being up here in the studio. Like We have one of the best views of the city up here. I'd, I'd rather be here. What if you could go to Vegas but not have to be on Radio Row? I mean, if I could go to Vegas, I'm going to Vegas. I've never been. <laughs> I'm going to Vegas. See, it's like... You got to think about it. Like, if we were in Vegas doing our show, it's at night, right? And I know it'd be a little earlier over there. So, what, 7 to 10 here, we'd be on from 5 to... 5 to 8 there. 5 to 8 there. So, plenty of time to do stuff. get started until 10 o'clock anyway. Come I on. know, but everybody else is going to be out doing things, eating dinner, partying it up, drinking. They're not going to be moving around Radio Row waiting to talk to the night guys. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I think it's like if 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 I could go to Vegas, but I didn't have to stay on Radio Row, like I could just be wherever I wanted, mm-hmm. I'd be down for that. Yeah, of course. You know, we can start just, you know, uh, be at, you know, random sports book. Uh, random show, ra- you know, just wherever we're just gonna, we're just gonna pop up shop in this particular casino tonight because they have this show, or yeah. you know, we're gonna be in in this company sports book tonight just because yeah, we can. What's the uh, be fun? You've been a lot, I'm sure, right? Um, what's what's the ideal amount of time that you need in Las Vegas? Not for a Super Bowl, but just to to go to Vegas. Eh. Three days. Three days is good. I think if you're there longer than three days, you might come home poor. <laughs> See, I can manage. What if you're going there poor already? Well, then you're coming home. Well, like, you worse. might not come home. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, the idea being in three days, you ought to be able to see at least one show, mm-hmm. do at least one thing that was kind of cool, go out a couple of times for dinner, and have plenty of time at the tables or, you know, whatever it is with the sports book, the tables, cards, whatever it is that you do, you got time to to gamble. You got time to go, you know, a couple of nice restaurants, see a show, do something cool. Yeah. Three days, I think, is pretty good. I mean, when you're in Vegas, you probably don't. I mean, you're not sleeping much. You know what I mean? So I feel like you go to Vegas, you're probably right. Three days turns into what feels like probably five because you spend so much time out. And you're dead on the, on the flight home. And you're dead. Yeah. You sleep the, that whole flight back. You are out cold the whole way. And in fact, the first time I'd ever been given a, a CBD gummy was on a flight back from Vegas from a former producer of mine. He uh-huh. said, "Here, because I." So here's how this this whole thing went down. This this is a horrible story, but so <laughs> it's our second night out there. This is where we were, we were covering uh, Pacquiao and Broner, uh-huh. and I was exhausted. But our sponsor wanted to go out and party. Mm-hmm. And she was super awesome. 
And I was telling, you know, my boss then, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm dead. Like, I, I cannot, I'm not going to make it 20 more minutes. One of our producers comes up. He says, I got something that will take care of you. Gives me Adderall. <laughs> well, did you know? Like, or I you had just, no idea. You took what he had. I, yeah. He just, he's like, here, this will, this will keep you awake for the night. No questions asked. Now, the night I thought meant like four or five hours. I did not know meant like forever. All of a sudden, I'm like in total Beavis mode. Like I, I'm like, I'm the gay Cornholio. I'm like, I'm spat. I'm so freaking wired. This sounds like an episode of uh, like one of the Hangover movies. Like, you know, like when, when like the cartoon character, their yeah. eyes suddenly get like huge and they they can't calm down. They yeah. suddenly are like, you know, they're the energy. That was me. <laughs> All the way through the next day. <laughs> I didn't sleep that night. I didn't sleep the next night. We're getting on the plane, and I'm just like, I you haven't slept in two days. So he says to me, I got something for that. <laughs> he takes out this, like, looks like a pill bottle, and he takes out what looks like, uh, I don't know if you remember Chuckles Candies from back in the day. No, I never they were heard like, that. They were like, Jelly candies, They're like the size of a half dollar, and they were like one color. And it's like it a gusher. Cover, no, no, it didn't have anything in it. It was all like a solid jelly candy that just had all that, like the sugar all around it. Uh huh. It's all orange, and it's got the sugar all around it. it. Says here, take this. I'm like, this is candy. He's like, it, it's, it's <laughs> yes, yeah, candy. As it's in my <laughs> mouth, that's a CBD. You know, you probably only should eat half of that. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> This is like 30 minutes when we get on the plane. So we're getting ready to get on the plane. We're, we're in our, you know, when they say, okay, you know, uh, group A, group B. So we're group B. We're online. I'm like starting to yawn. So I'm like, man, all of a sudden I'm like really tired. It's like a tranquilizer. Dude, we get on the plane. I sit down. I buckle in before they even do the announcements of like, these are your emergency exits. Yeah, yeah. If in the race of emergency, the thing will come down. And you see, I'm already out. I wake up literally as the plane bangs down on the ground. I wake up. My eyes pop open. Where the hell are we? Nick's like, you slept good. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a cool feeling, though. Drugs bad, okay? Hey, but would you feel like when you woke up? Like, energized? Like, rested? Spaz, because I was not expecting, like... So, this might only happened to me once before, where I wasn't expecting to fall asleep, and then you sleep really hard, and you wake up, and you're like, where the hell am I? What day is it? What the hell's going on? And <laughs> you, you don't have your bearings. The first time I ever took Demerol was like that. What is Demerol? Demerol is a hardcore painkiller. Okay, okay. So I've heard had, of it. I didn't know what it was. I had surgery on my jaw. Uh, I was like 24. I had surgery on my jaw. Um, and they gave me Demerol for the pain. Mm-hmm. So funny part is like um, I got home. Apparently, uh, I invited my then girlfriend, now wife, over for dinner. <laughs> Apparently, you did? Apparently, because I don't recall this. <laughs> Went upstairs, passed out. Mm-hmm. Wake up. I don't know what day it is. I'm not sure. Like I'm looking out the window like, where the hell am I? <laughs> I come down the stairs. She's already had dinner. Dinner's gone. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm God. like, what are you doing here? You invited me for dinner. I did. Did you cook dinner? No. Mm-hmm. She cooked dinner? Apparently. 
she made dinner. Everything was done. Like came down. I'm like, is there any leftovers? It's like, it's like so in the you, fridge. You invited her over, and and then she I, ends I, up cooking dinner, and, and you I go come, pass out. And I passed. I took the I took the medicine, and bam, I was out. I was out for like five hours, oh and I woke up like, what is going on? That's awesome, dude. I and then the next day, I took all those pills. I sold them to a guy who worked for like twenty bucks a pill. I wanted no part of these freaking things. Oh, that's I was like, great. The, like, this scared the hey, hell out of me. He's like, you've Demerol? If you ever try to take my ass to Vegas, man, don't be trying to give me none of your stuff, bro. <laughs> I ain't messing with you. Chris, hey, you remind me, be forewarned, right, with this guy. If we're all together and he offers us anything, we got to have each other's back. I got you. Because <laughs> PC's been there, done that. He's just yeah. going to watch and sit back until mm-hmm. we freak out and spaz. Holy smokes. All right, uh, we got a little time to get to this. I wanted to play this early because we he- I feel like we hear this like once a year, right, where somebody has this novel idea about, hey, moving the Super Bowl. Dan Patrick on his show earlier today uh, had that idea. Take a listen. How about we play the Super Bowl on the Saturday instead of the Sunday two weeks after the AFC-NFC title games? Who's with me? Everybody. Yes. Wouldn't it be great... That you have all of this time, so both teams get plenty of rest. Saturday is the Super Bowl. Sunday you get to recover. They already have time. That's where he lost me there. Um, But I always thought, like, yeah, why do they have it on a Sunday? That's so dumb. Um, Nobody's going to work on Monday. It should be a national holiday. It could be if it fell on the day before President's Day. Like, it very well could this year if, in fact, there was an 18-game schedule. How far away do you think we're legitimately from an 18-game schedule in the NFL? That is the only way I could ever see this happening where it moves to Saturday. Two years. You think two years? Two years. Yeah. I'd say inside five. Maybe two's not a bad guess. I think two years. Sometime. So, by the 2026 season. When's the CBA up? That's That's the real deal. I don't know if he's... Roger Goodell might have unilateral authority to change that, though. Maybe. That might be part of the CBA. I feel like he just implemented a 17-game season. I don't know if they necessarily fought over that. I think 2030 is I when the CBA is up. he won the right in the last CBA to just implement that at his discretion. Hmm. So, you know what? I, that sounds right. Yeah, I don't think you're making that up. I think that sounds right. No, if I was going to make it up, I'd make up something way cooler. <laughs> that sounds familiar. 2030 is when the CBA is up. But that's right around the time where I could kind of see it, you know, maybe maybe before then. But There will be a team in another country before the CBA is up. I don't think that's going to happen. Whether it's, I don't know why people think that's going to happen. Whether there's a Canadian team, whether no there's way. a Mexican team, whether there's a, 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 a UK team, there will be a team in another country by the 2030 season. I, just, I don't I don't agree with that. I think they'll be playing more international games, but I don't think you move a team there. No, not move a team. They'll have a new team. Well, that's affiliated with the NFL. I just don't I just don't think that's going to happen. But so like if they put an expansion team in Mexico City and you could be like the play-by-play or analyst for the team. You move in Mexico City? Yeah. Like not even <laughs> blinking, right? Like we're going. I don't care. If it's deeper Mexico, I don't care. I'm going. I'll be <laughs> Me llamo Sean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to brush up on my Espanol real quick. 
Um, a donde yeah. esta al baño? That's actually a fun. That that, that el baño. A, el baño. Oh God, yeah. Mas tequila, por favor. Mas tequila, por favor. And hey, Chris, ain't nobody gonna say nothing about you, uh, New Yorkers, uh, trying to uh, sound so like a Texan. Su madre se duerme con mi perro. Uh, I'm not gonna say. That. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> and I took four years of Spanish, four years of Latin, another two years of Spanish in college, and you already said way more than I know, brother. <laughs> Good job by you. <laughs> the, the old fluffy routine, right? Aya, si, si, aquí, no, no. Yo no soy, and I am not going to say the next word and get fired. <laughs> yeah, don't. Not even through our first week yet, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> first thing I learned was any word that starts with a P, run. Yeah. Because there's a chocolate coming your way. <laughs> or just go to break. 713-572-4610. That's how you can get in. Call, text, tweet at us, watch us on Twitch, YouTube. Uh, coming up next, we got to talk some Strohs. On the heels of a blockbuster trade that just went down in the last couple of hours with the Baltimore Orioles picking up one of the best pitchers in baseball, Corbin Burns, has the Astros' path gotten tougher? And uh, they've got some big decisions to make of their own in regards to pitching. We'll discuss next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 